and codes verified. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Welcome to Wreck It Out with Priority One. And now your hosts. Joining us this evening on Trek It Out is Terrace Cassidy, owner of Geek Nation Tours, and with him, the universe's authority on all things Trek, Larry Nemechek. <laughs> Gentlemen, it's a pleasure having you back on the show. Thank you for joining us. Oh, have Hello. thanks for having us on. <laughs> so when we last spoke, we were prepping, I believe, for Vegas. You guys were getting ready and, and promoting the Geek Nation Tours and your plans for the 2012 Vegas convention. Let me start with asking you, how did that turn out for you? Was it a success? What, you know, what did you walk away with from that? I, it was so depressing, I'm going to let Terry. It was such a bust, <laughs> I'm going to let Terrace take it. Nice. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, it was, it was awesome, actually. <laughs> Two different perspectives, clearly. But oh, 2012! Was... Oh, that's right. That was... no, I'm... no, it was awesome. It really was great. It was our pilot. You know, it was the first time we were doing some, so we, we had uh, some uh, things we had to kind of work out between us, and they were definitely uh, guinea pigs, and they were all willing guinea pigs, and we had a great time. Everybody got to know each other. We got to see a whole bunch of different sites, and of course, having Larry there was tremendous because his Star Trek lore came into big effect and and yeah it was great we really had a good time my Star Trek data was handy too (laughs) (laughs) well tell us a little bit about what you guys did just to give a brief recap what was the actual package for people that joined you for 2012 Terrace came up to me at the 2011 Vegas convention and said, hi, I'm Terrace. I have a travel agency. I also have a business I've recently started. I call it Geek Nation Tours. We do military history, convention for gamers, convention for sci-fi and all this thing. I'm building it, and I think a tour of Star Trek filming sites would be very cool, like in L.A. and outside L.A. Do you think that would work? And I said, oh, yes. I actually was working on research for that and had a lot of it already tucked away and was adding to it. So we decided to work it for 2012. Terrace kind of led the way with thinking it would be good to start off with a tour that led into Vegas rather than having it be totally standalone, but to get the name and reputation up. So we he came up with this idea that people come into L.A. when it's about a three to four hour drive from Los Angeles up to Vegas. And instead of just coming into Vegas for the convention, you come to L.A. and right off the bat, you get off to the welcome dinner and we start going on Saturday. But the Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday – And Wednesday before Vegas is basically going to real-life Trek filming sites, all of which are some degree or another also really cool tourist sites. But we've got the common ones, the ones you think about like Vasquez Rocks where the the Gorn fight was, and also some obscure places that are very cool. So the more we got into it, the more I realized that hit on three or four levels. But that's what it is. You come in on Saturday. We whisk you away right off the bat, and we do around Hollywood and greater L.A., and then we're on the road to Vegas, and we go through some of the more out-of-town areas on the way into Vegas and get you there in time. And and the way Terrace has it packaged, it's uh, your hotel for Vegas at the Rio Hotel is in with it too. Nice, nice. And you had people from all across the world, I remember correctly, right? 
Yeah, we had people from Vegas itself, actually, a couple from Vegas. <laughs> yeah. They flew to L.A. and then drove back with us. So that was awesome. Uh, we had a guy from England, uh, some people from Canada. Yeah, so it was really great. We really did have a, a really good time. As, as a matter of fact, the guy from England is one of your listeners. So uh, awesome. cheer, kudos out to Oliver there. And the thing about Terrace, Terrace is from Canada himself in Alberta. And he markets already to Australia, uh, Asia, Canada and then the Brits and Germans and everybody else in Europe. So we got a little late start out of the gate last year. We didn't start promoting it till February and March. So we got an earlier start this year. But that's an appeal. Uh, you know, it's like come to come come to see all your Trek sites, but it also is a great way if you've never gone to Vegas and you're a little intimidated and you're coming by yourself or if you're from somewhere uh, you know another country and you're a little intimidated coming to the states, much less going to the Vegas convention by yourself. It's a good way to Either way, you wind up, you see some great Trek stuff, tourist stuff, and you make a ton of friends that are all Trek people, and you walk into the convention, and bang, you've got any number of people you're already friends with. So you're not you're not alone. Well, you know, the thing is, is that not only do you get tons of Star Trek knowledge, uh, you get tons of cool sites that you're immersed into the right into the scene. But also you go on a tour with like-minded people. And what's great about it is everybody has a common vocabulary and the exact same love. Maybe not the exact episode love or character love, but they have the exact love of Star Trek. And everybody gets along and bang, you have instant friendships. You have people to talk to about exactly what you like. And it's an unbelievable experience just on the people side. We really pride ourselves on that. Then, of course, we have Larry. Who is is a great asset to this tour? He does uh, things that you might not know. If we go on to the Paramount Studios tour, for instance, he says, "Okay, this back alley right here was filmed here. This uh, building was used for this." And Larry really adds to the whole thing. He, he gives us details that you just wouldn't really normally have. You might see a spot and kind of walk past it because it looks mundane, but really, Larry was able to say, "You know, this is where you have this action happening, and and this was filmed here." And not only that, you get to go see places that are not obscure, like Vasquez Rocks, but when we're there, Bobby Clark was there showing us how awful it was to be in the Gorn suit at 117 degrees Fahrenheit, and he uh, talked about how the scene went and the couple days of shooting, and so you don't really get that kind of stuff doing it on your own. To have the guy right there and then actually stand where they were, and you kind of look over and you go, oh my God, this is the exact right spot. <laughs> they were standing right here. So it was a tremendous thing. <laughs> yeah, and, and along those lines, when I go to Vasquez Rocks and I'm going to hang out with Bobby Clark, how long are we there? What are we doing? Does he just, Is he already there waiting for us? Is he wearing the Gorn suit <laughs> or or a Gorn T-shirt That so we know that he was the Gorn? <laughs> I started to make a joke, but actually he has his Gorn T-shirt on. <laughs> <laughs> he, he totally had the go and, and this year what we're gonna add we're gonna have some props we're gonna have a kurt cannon and a rock to throw oh well you just wrecked my follow-up question because i wanted yeah. to know pile of rocks and and some string i know there's gonna be some rope for everyone uh, and and you know what i bet you he would laugh his ass off if you asked to be able to th have him in the picture while you were throwing the rock. He's that kind of guy. Anyway, we always have uh, a DVD going in the background, and we always try to play the scene before we get there. You mentioned a little bit that you're doing some new things in 2013, like adding props. Anything else? 
how about if we give uh, some news that we just got today, I guess? Yeah. Oops. Well, here's the thing. We do a welcome dinner, and last year we had a very nice little uh, kind of diner restaurant. We grabbed everybody and got off to right off the bat so everybody got to meet each other. And then the opening night thing, which comes in handy because it's a day and night place and you can go to both, is the Griffith Observatory in L.A., right in the bottom of the Hollywood Hills. It's a very iconic landmark, Art Deco. Tons of people go there every year. It's a cool science museum and planetarium. And then they just about 10 years ago dug out an excavation. It sits on kind of a promontory and looks out over L.A. Day or night scenes are great. And they scooped out below it and added this whole second floor, only like a basement second floor, actually two floors kind of. And it's on the tour because if you remember on Voyager in uh, Future Tense, when they're running around L.A. in 1996 because they've gone back to that time, um, there's some scenes at Griffith where Rain Robinson, yes. Sarah, Sarah Silverman's lab is supposed to be there, and there's a phaser fight out in front of the yeah. observatory. A, a, a truck lost its life, if I remember correctly. A pickup truck uh, was vaporized. A moment of silence for the pickup truck. Was, am, I, am I right on that? Didn't they shoot up a pickup truck? I think so. I know there was the van coming by. Yeah, did they shoot her truck? Anyway, the bad guys up climbed up on the, the scientist statues, and they're having a phaser fight and running around and jump in the Volkswagen van that she has and the whole thing. So that's it's a cool sight. Of course, when they're doing that show in L.A., they pick out landmarks to use to shoot at. But the other thing is that when they excavated that floor, Leonard Nimoy and his wife gave a million dollars toward the project, and they named one of the theaters down there the Leonard Nimoy the- Event Horizon Theater. And he narrates a little film that's inside. There's a, there's a couple of funny Star Trek moments in the film. But it talks about how they did this renovation. So it's kind of a it's a double whammy for purists because you've got Leonard's big endowment gift there as well as the Voyager site. And you can climb up on the statue or you can – if you bring along your own Volkswagen van, you can recreate the – no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, the point is uh, it's, it's good to be there from daytime into dusk and it's a nice nighttime kind of entry thing. But this year, we're going to zoom down to Ciroc Lofton's real-life restaurant where he's very hands-on. For the welcome dinner, and Sirach's going to be there. So right off the bat, oh, nice. bang, seeing uh, somebody in their environment, and, and again, they're not sitting behind a table at a con. You know, they're doing what they love, and um, it's obviously a lot more personable. And he'll care what you think about the food. And, <laughs> it's always and, good when the, when the guy running the restaurant cares what you think about it while you're while you're eating. I hope they care. But the cool thing is, and we've been wondering how we could say this, and we finally got okay to say it. You know, last year was kind of a shakedown, and one of the things we thought about doing but didn't know working it in. This year, we're going to come into Vegas on Tuesday night, spend Wednesday, and go out to the Valley of Fire, where they filmed all the scenes of Kirk and Picard and, and Saran in um, Generations. The ending stuff oh. is mm-hmm. killed, bridge, the other bridge. Nice. And it'll be hot out there. But what we can say now is that Mike Westmore, Mr. Makeup Guru himself, whose daughter Mackenzie hosts on Face Off on Sci-Fi, and he's joining their cast this year. Work permitting, unless he gets yanked away by Face Off, he's going to come out because he was one of about five or six people that were out there for the shoot. It was literally the cameraman, Shatner, Patrick, Shatner's makeup guy, Mike Westmore made up Patrick, and the DP in like one grip, and David Carson, the director. It was like six people were out. Not a lot of the running around, but by the time they climbed up the thing and did the rock grave on top of the promontory and all that, where they drilled a ladder in and they had a whole thing, they had to hoist up their cameras and gear up there. 
Mike told me about it from when I did the companion. But again, it's somebody that was there is going to talk to us. And you can still see where they drilled into the rocks for the thing. And of course, it's monumental scenery. It's right out of, you know, whatever Western you want to have <laughs> shoot there, Golden Age John Wayne Western mm-hmm. on top of that. Yeah, so we're going to have somebody else to help us through the scenes and how things were prepared and a, a kind of a different perspective than an actor or, or a, a stuntman. We get to talk about how much of a pain it was to keep the makeup on when it was 117 degrees Fahrenheit. So, yeah, I think that that would yeah. be really cool, too. And one quick thing. How big are the groups on average? Well, my groups run between about 12 to 35, and we're hoping that this one's going to be about 20. It's always one bus. That way, uh, the people on the tour, the participants, have direct access to myself and Larry's. So I, we're not hopping from bus to bus. You never feeling kind of out of the loop. I really pride myself on making sure that's kind of a tight knit community. So we never go over thirty five. We always stick with thirty five. We always have really tight and make sure that everybody is included. The only time that that's not going to happen, and I'm actually kind of excited about it, is that the bus leaves us in Vegas. And, of course, we're going out to the Valley of Fire. But we get picked up in uh, six-man Jeeps and SUVs to go out to the Valley of Fire. So it'll be kind of a a different experience headed out there. Because we're going to, like Larry said, we're going to see, of course, all that stuff. But we're also going to see, you know, artifacts out there, a big place for Native American spirituality and and the whole thing. So we're going to see some cool stuff out there above and beyond Star Trek. You can say that all the way through the tour well everything you'll have a star trek component but you'll be immersed in kind of some tourist spots too so things that you you know would do if you went to la for instance on your own oh we're gonna go to santa monica pier so you're gonna be there right so that kind of stuff is gonna happen too so we're very excited about that oh you know what else another thing another benefit of the tour is that we have some sponsors this year that we never had last year creation entertainment goodies this year that we didn't have last year yeah that's right goodies for everyone so uh, creation entertainment uh, they came up and offered us uh, for everybody on the tour if you've spent two hundred dollars or more they're going to give us a fifty dollar vouchers so uh, and it's easy to spend two hundred dollars at the vegas convention as you probably well know uh rope factory is going to come by they're going to give us uh, star trek towels everybody on the tour will have a star trek towel i think they come in kirk gold scotty red and I believe I own one of their bathrobes. And oh, do you? Uh, yeah, yeah. They they, they do the bathrobes. Yes. And what's they're, great? They're nice. Yeah, and what's great about it also is that they're going to have uh, they're coming out this year with some new swag, and they're going to make a deal with us. So those people on the tour will be able to buy a whole bunch of stuff for a discounted amount. So we're very happy about that. Just whoever gets the red towel, make sure they're careful when they go out to the Valley of Fire. That's if you yes. the red one, then you know. <laughs> Make sure they're paid in advance. That's right, because they may not be coming back to the bus. Uh, Bye Bye Robot, uh, the sellers of fine art. They've got some great Star Trek stuff. They're great friends of Larry and ours. We really love them. And they're giving us some some cool stickers. So we'll have some stickers from them. And they produce a whole bunch of cool art if you're uh, wanting something for your wall and and something Trekky and artistic at the same time. you got to check those guys out. They just added a couple of new th- – uh, it's Chris and Charity Wood, and Chris also has Subspace Communique and his Life After Trek podcast and their news site. But Charity is licensed and has some of her art and has two or three artists under their umbrella, and they just came out with some new – I think two Space Seed-related posters. Oh, yeah, I like a con recruiting poster for the eugenics wars and, and a Botany Bay. <laughs> Botany Bay. Really? Just, it's just in the news this last week. So anyway, there you go. 
And lastly, we have uh, Stronghold Games. They've got a board game called Space Cadets. And, uh, I don't know if anybody heard it before, but you, you play the stations of a non-IP infringing spaceship. And <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and you know, it, I believe uh, I believe we covered that in one of our one of our episodes, didn't we, Elijah? Uh, that was actually we did on a Priority One episode. We did cover the release of that on uh, Blank of the Week. Yeah. Oh, so, did yeah. You? Okay. yeah, we're familiar. It's a non-IP infringing starship. Yes, yes, we saw. <laughs> did, did you play? Ha- happen to have a chance to play it? No, I have not yet had a chance to play it. That I have not. It I, is a gas. Yeah, it really is. Yeah, it's a whole bunch of sub games. So everybody's got their own station, as you probably have said this already. But everybody's got their own station, and uh, everybody's in charge of a certain thing that they have to do, and it's all time related. And it is a cooperative game, and it is super amount of fun. So they're giving us a, a starship marker for the game, and they're giving us the experimental equipment and a crystal promo pack. So you'll have some the crystal promo pack. You will have your crystal promo pack. Well, actually, you don't get one. Oh, I'm going to make sure I get one because I have the game. So we've gone through our tour and we've hit these Star Trek related sites. And then now we are close to Vegas. We are now on the road to Las Vegas. What am I going to do when I get to Las Vegas? Sleep. No. Um, <laughs> good. Okay. All right. So the, I, I, I'm tired from all the touring around in the deserts and whatnot, and now I sleep. Yep. Got okay. to Vegas, checked yep. in, and then bang, the convention started the next day. The, the convention takes over. We don't try to compete with the convention. But part of the thing – and I'm off and running and doing con stuff. But Terrace is there. He's kind of like your personal little concierge. And if you want to hit the strip or get downtown or see a show – Terrace will work it out. They'll do, you know, group transportation. They'll try to do something so people aren't on their own. So, you know, you get your hotel to the tour, but whatever you're doing, if you a group wants to get together and go somewhere or the last night or whatever it is, or even if pieces of the group want to, four or five people out of, you know, the rest of them want to. That's what Terrace is there to do. And if anybody has problems or whatever, as people still on vacation, he's there to finish the job. And then we have like a good night, the last night of the con. There's a goodbye dinner, and we all get together and eat somewhere if we can. Last year, we didn't take into account the length of lines and some of the service times Sunday night. But, <laughs> but, but you know, uh, that restaurant was tremendous after we got in. It was so good. Impressed than a buffet ought to be is what you're saying. Yes, I, and I'm not usually impressed with buffets, honestly. It was unbelievable. I was like, holy man. It was like a mountain of crab legs. If the mountain of crab legs crashed on top of you, you would be buried. You'd, you'd need to shovel to get out of there. I just may storm the Irish pub this year because that was the, the one place you could go in and be relaxed and, and have 15 or 20 people hang. So who knows? Maybe we can all storm the dim sum place together this year. I, I intend to. I, and I intend to get some – I intend to get my dim sum. So. <laughs> so out of the people that you've talked to uh, that have gone to the convention, how many people had dim sum and how many people had dim none? Uh, the important people had dim none. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, I mean that that was funny because you know James, my co-host with Priority One, he had it, and we had a huge like sit down with all Star Trek podcasts. We went into Lisa's hotel, and we all sat down, and we just had like a you know a roundtable discussion about Star Trek Online. And James orders the dim sum, and I taste it, and I'm like, wow, this is really good. I can't wait. I'm gonna try it. So he had it. Other people had had it, and were talking about it. And then you couldn't walk into an elevator without seeing a big poster of this dim sum. And I finally, we go ahead and make a reservation, and they tell us, no, dim none. And we were like, all right, whatever. <laughs> we're leaving. 
We're going to the BK Lounge upstairs. <laughs> Jim Nunn, that's awesome. <laughs> All right, so <sighs> that, now how do people, obviously they can visit the website, and that's geeknationtours.com, right? That's correct. And all the information is there on how to sign up and how to get tickets for this, right? Yeah. All you have to do is go to our booking sheet tab, fill in all the information. There's no credit card. I don't take payments online. I phone each and every client, uh, make sure that they understand that what we're doing and are they're happy about the arrangements and everything. Then I process a, a payment from them there. And so you can secure your spot without even putting anything down. So if you want to talk to me and talk about what's going on, fill in the booking sheet, send it off to us, and, and we'll definitely call you. So so that's how we just generally do it. It's fairly easy. When people go to Terrace's site, he has lots of tours up there. Like we were talking, he, he goes to Gen Con. He's got some military tour sites. He goes to castles in England and Germany. It's really an amazing job, and I wish I had it. Hopefully, we're getting out of the gate longer where people can save up their pennies you know, a little earlier and, and than the first time. And, and I hope we had a great buzz. Terrace had these great bowling shirts made up last year for everybody on the tour, and they wore them around the convention. He was smart enough to use Command Gold, not Security Red. <laughs> So this is the part of the podcast. We open it up and, you know, if you want to talk about your latest projects, what you're working on right now. One thing that we definitely walked away from Vegas was our listeners were buzzed about it. You know, they were really excited. They were eating up everything that we were publishing on the con. And I know a lot of people are really excited about the potential of doing the 2013 convention. So if you guys haven't checked out Geek Nation Tours, especially if you're from another state or you haven't traveled very much, this is certainly a way to really experience the actual Star Trek ultimate experience at, at the convention. So be sure to check it out at Geek Nation Tours. But anything else? Any other projects or... Did we tell you when we were prepping for this that I had some breaking news I could tell you? You did indeed. You did indeed. So what did, please tell me this breaking news. This week, I'm actually talking to you from the mighty metropolis of Kingsland, Georgia. And if you're really tuned into fan films, it's where the Farragut Studios are, the F Farragut fan films. And a new fan film production that, like Phase 2, is doing not new characters, but doing Kirk, Spock, and McCoy on the Enterprise that Vic Mignogna has going. Chris Dewan plays Scotty, like his dad. Wow. And uh, Grant Imahara from Mythbusters plays Sulu. And because of a last-minute dropout, like three weeks ago, Vic asked me to play McCoy. So that's kind of like a long-time McCoy D. Kelly fan's dream come true. <laughs> so I do have a theater background back in the back, and we're in the middle of shooting right now on this new episode. So, All right, well, give us your best. Damn it, Jim, I'm a blank, not a blank. You mean like, damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not a gamer? Nice. There you go. <laughs> See? There, it handled it. Very <laughs> nice. Right now it's in production. Any idea when we might start seeing some footage from the production? Well, I was on like keep your lip zipped about even talking about it. And then today they said, no, you can say you're in it. Just don't say who the guest star is. We're taking some publicity shots this week. So, I, you know, I would say, oh, within a week or so, they'll start sneaking some stills out. And um, I don't know. I can't trump the thing about when they're going to announce the big thing. But the, the name of the episode is Pilgrim of Eternity. And it has a link to an original series episode. That's all I better say. And I have not only a duty tunic, I have a lab smock and coveralls for surgery. I was just in hog heaven. <laughs> that is awesome. That is fantastic. Yeah. Did they give you a bathrobe and a towel, though? I mean, that's the real. That's I mean, you know, just like that, because I hear I'm going to get a towel on the tour. So I'm, oh. I don't know if you got a towel. <laughs> you know what? I didn't get a towel. And I See? Didn't, but I got them some. <laughs> <laughs> Touche, touche. You got me there. I have some other news that I can't talk about yet, but it's more in the published world 
realm and hopefully in a couple months can say. But my site at LarryNemichek.com and my Trekland blog and my Trekland on speaker CDs that I debuted last year at Vegas where I'm, I'm getting a lot of my interview archives out from the 90s and the aughts and letting it see the light of day. And I brought the first CD out with Michael Piller and Bob Justman and these like long extended chunks of interviews. If you're really a fan and you want to get beyond you know, the actor happy talk and you want to get back to how and why and hear people in their own voices, it's just like my sit-down interviews with people when we would do like a year's worth of talk or whatever. Mark Leonard was the first one I ever did when I was still in news. And uh, Jerry Fleck is the fourth person on this debut one and um, who was the assistant director that worked from Next Gen through Enterprise till he died in his sleep very sadly. But he worked with Jonathan on the two Jonathan Frakes movies. He was the first AD on those on First Contact and Insurrection and tells some great – First contact stories, and that's on this uh, CD too, from being on location. So the CD is there, and of course my documentary that feels like I've been working on forever, but it's really only been a couple of years, The Con of Wrath. And I think we probably talked about that the last time I was on, but a little bit, yeah. George K. We got him in San Diego when he was down there for his musical, talked for it, and uh, made another trip back to Houston. And so I have a lot more people to um, go down the list to do that. And if you would like to throw a little fan level cash at it and get a reward back when we do those. You can you're free to do that. And if you know anybody who was if you or somebody you know uh, was at the ultimate fantasy convention, aka the Con of Wrath, let me know, please, 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 please. So you know under wraps right now, but hopefully so, we can follow you on Twitter and uh, you'll announce it there and Facebook. Yeah. Uh, I'm at Larry Nemechek on Twitter and my Trekland Facebook page and my LarryNemechek.com regular website. But yeah, in fact, just as good news for everybody, the landscape for Trek nonfiction, like tech manuals and reference books and companions and episode, all that kind of stuff is after this long thaw of the last four or five years when everything was kind of wandering in the wilderness is starting to warm up and evolve and if you're a fan of the nonfiction books I don't know if you guys did you guys see the Federation the first 150 years book that David Goodman did yeah I, I actually own it I got it that's when my wife got me for Christmas oh okay that's yeah. cool well the, the little pedestal and all that I mean they were they this company Becker Mayer that is a book packager they did a couple of things for store first of all they do a billion they do gardening they do, you know, jujitsu. I mean, I don't. They do books and novelty things, and they they really kind of specialize in out of the box presentation, packaging kind of things. Not wacky doodle, but not just your standard. Here's a, here's another book on the shelf. And they did a couple of titles for Star Wars: The Way of the Jedi book, and they they have a real cool presentational thing where it's like motorized, and the like the little box opens up like it's granite or something, and here's the book inside. And then there's a Sith. I forget what the, the Dark Lord Sith title is. And that was the idea behind the Akutagrammy type pedestal that the Federation 150 book came on. And uh, anyway, it's something like that, only this is going to be – well, I can't say without saying it. But anyway, there's three or four things that are coming out. They're in the works, hopefully. So if you're a background fan from serious to, and hardcore down to maybe on the lighter side that are coming out this year and certainly by Christmas. And so they're more optimistic about doing more things. But, I mean, if you notice, there's been some – the 365 books that Paul and Terry did have been out and been real popular. And uh, between that and, like, you know, all the Blu-ray remastering HD and everything, I think people – there's been kind of a little renaissance here. But it's – you know, I, I love doing the nonfiction stuff, and it's been kind of a fallow time the last few years. So me personally, but for fans of all that in particular, it's warming up. There are brighter days ahead. Anyway, but you guys are the first ones to get the news, you know, in some kind of media 
aside from my Twitter. So Awesome. Well, thank you for that. We really appreciate that. I know our, our fans are going to just eat that up. And uh, one more time, what's the website that they catch the project on? This is Star Trek Continues. Okay. So I think they have a Facebook page and they have a website, and that'll be the first place where pictures are up. They want to make sure and have it you know, be the official site first and all that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm glad that you had the opportunity of playing the role. That's awesome. It's amazing. I'm trying to be you know, Mr. Cool and sophisticated <laughs> and cynical and all that, but when I walked in the first morning, they were like, you, know, you didn't see the original series. I said, no, I did not see the original series sets. But it was very cool to walk in the long corridor because they have a place big enough to build the corridor with the rooms adjoining. And they're knocking them down, but they built a sick bay and they built a transporter room and a captain's quarters. And, and then they have the bridge. But to walk in the corridor set and come up and walk into sick bay and have it lit. You know, and it was just gorgeous. And Matt Busey is the director, for, and it's lit and film gorgeous. But to walk by and have a little Leonard McCoy nameplate by the door, and it was like, uh, so I had a little fan nerd boy moment there for a second. And, it's okay. Uh, you you can geek out. It's cool. I have a question, and and since this is breaking news for me too, <laughs> can you wear the McCoy outfit when you're on the bus? <laughs> <laughs> it's like six months away. Yep. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna be done filming, won't you? <laughs> that shirt's not going to fit anybody. I'll see you there. <laughs> That's awesome news, man. That is so fantastic. Yeah, it's a dream, I think. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell anybody to bring your uniform, and when we're at Tillman Water Plant, that's the bottom of Starfleet, you know, with a matte painting behind it, it's Starfleet Academy and Starfleet Headquarters. And the hedges and the lake are out front, you know, and you wonder if some Boothby guy is wandering around out there. But you can, you know, bring your uniform and take pictures and. You know, bring your original series stuff and do Kirk and the Gorn and bring your Voyager suits and run around the Santa Monica Pier like Janeway and Chakotay did. I had to put my outfit on when we were out at Vasquez Rocks. It was awesome. I'm so glad I did, too. I got pictures of it, and it was super hot. I had a Spider-Man bowler on, and I put the black one on top of that and then the gold one on top of that, and I was like, my body went, you are kidding me. You did not just put two more shirts on. And it was incredibly hot. So I'm like, could you please take a picture of me? And they're like, yeah, okay. And I'm like, no, like really quickly so I don't die. <laughs> I must have missed you in the uh, – You, we should say too, there are pictures up at your Geek Nation Tours Facebook page, right? Mm-hmm. If they go to – all your different tours have pictures. That's right. And that's facebook.com forward slash Geek Nation Tours, correct? That's right. Yep, that's exactly it. You can uh, find us there. Yeah, and uh, like I said, you can also email me uh, if you're looking for to ask questions at uh, headgeek at geeknationtours.com. Awesome, awesome. So you'll have to email me there and get your reservation going if you're going to come with us. I'll have to speak to the missus, but you did say gigantic pile of crab legs. That's right. Uh, so <laughs> there's a point in your favor right there. Actually, you know, there is another thing that we should talk about. Uh, I will mention it a little bit briefly. It was the brainchild of my wife. It's the parallel universes. And we take care of all the non-geek spouses, too. So if it happens that she's not as geeky as you and is a fan or is not a fan and wants to do something different, I arrange stuff for the non-geek spouse, too, uh, male or female. So uh, if she wants to go see a ball game or shopping, I take care of that, too. Oh, very nice. Well, she'd probably come with me for most of it. Uh, she's the one that bought the bathrobe for me. So, I mean, she's, <laughs> you know, you know it's a, Star Trek is good. She's good for her, too. She likes Star Trek, too. So Awesome. And she likes crab legs more. But I think, more let's, let's, let's get her priorities straight. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> awesome. Well, we'd be happy to have you. All right. Well, gentlemen, thank you so very much for stopping by. Is there any last minute thing, any additional things you'd like to mention? We also have our Gen Con tour that is back to back with our Star Trek one. If you're a gamer, that's a great place to go. Uh, video gamers, but also board gamers, especially board gamers and role players. So if you want to play Star Trek role playing, they probably have it. It's the 45th anniversary of Dungeons and Dragons, and we're going to be doing some D&D winner there and a whole bunch of other stuff. So check that one out if you're a gamer. Gen Con. Awesome. All right, well, that wraps it up for this evening. Again, thank you so very much for stopping by. I'm actually on the Facebook page right now and, and see how uncomfortable you seem in the heat. <laughs> Do you see me there? I'm like, oh, my God, please take the picture. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. It's great. It is great. But it looks like you guys are having so much fun. If you guys are interested in having the ultimate Las Vegas Star Trek experience, head on over to geeknationtours.com to book for this year's convention. All right, thank you so very much. Okay, have a great night. complete.